Dear God, please help Mommy and Daddy listen to this episode of Contextual Deviance. Dear God, please let this episode of Contextual Deviance about It's a Wonderful Life be a good one. Dear God, please don't let me pee myself during this recording of Contextual Deviance. Dear God, please help me get rich from this episode of Contextual Deviance. Dear God, I swallowed a fly, and I just, I'm just i just having a hard time uh, listening to this episode of Contextual Deviance oh, as a result. Oh, dear God, please please make sure this episode doesn't buffer on me. Oh, dear God. Oh, dear God, please help me find a way to listen to this episode of Contextual Deviance without an internet connection. <laughs> hey, God, if you're up there real quick, I'm trying to listen to this episode of Contextual Deviance, and I, I cannot get my app to work. Uh, dear Lord, please help us. Here they come! <laughs> Running fastest, kill outfit. It's futuristic, like Carnac the Magnificent. Rewind your VCR, rewind your cassette. Nintendo pilots, what? Flying up ahead. Captain's love, Chalupa God. But we're out of sea of life, the weather coming shine. Out on your street tonight. I know a lot of Bible stuff. Yeah. I'm probably the least Bible stuff knowledgeable of everyone in this room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've got some Bible stuff. Yeah, we got some Bible stuff. I mean, there's one right there. Some Bible baggage, as they say. Yeah, old Bible baggage. <laughs> Bible baggage. Put a Bible yeah, baggage. Baby, Take the swing. Yeah. Bible baggage. <laughs> coming down the chimney for you. That was the first draft of Bilbo Baggins' name. Bible baggage. Bible baggage. <laughs> <laughs> and Fribal baggage. His son. <laughs> Fribal. And then, of course, the spinoff, Fribal Goes West. Yeah. 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 To oh, Mordor. He sure does. To, to Mordor. Mordor. To drop <laughs> that rang into that crack. Into that crack. Into that crack. Into that crack. That hot mm. crack. Into that crack. That hot sweaty crack. Such a hot crack. It was pretty sweaty. Mm. Who do you think had the hottest crack? Welcome to Contextual Deviance. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Contextual Deviance. My name is Christian Hagen. Each episode, we watch a movie, then we talk about it through a series of randomly generated critical context given to us via our contextual computer. And happy holidays, everyone. Welcome, ho, 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 to our very <laughs> special, fun, fun, fun little holiday episode, everybody. It's a very special, warm-hearted season for a very cold outside time. Uh, and to celebrate as such, we are going to be, and that's actually only if you're in the Northern Hemisphere like us, all of our fans in yep. the Southern Hemisphere are experiencing a very different scenario. <laughs> mm. I hope you stay cool. Um, anyway, uh this time we have decided to, as we did last time, take on a, a Christmas classic, uh, a, a fan favorite, uh, the kind of the kind of the kind of the kind of story that brings everyone's hearts uh, into into the spirit of Christmas and the jingles of bells. And uh, <laughs> joining me on this wonderful merry adventure are my dear friends and co-hosts and the people I most want to be with this holiday season, Misters Matthew Bond, hello, and David Gutchy. Yes, yes, yes. I'm gonna put sleigh bells under your names. Yeah, you are. Uh, like this, crown, like crown on the ground. Yeah, yeah, crown on the ground. Is yeah. So yep. good. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I love that. What shit. was their other song? I'm, they I'm had like that's I'm the, it. I'm the uh, prince. Put, put your crown on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> that's the Donald Glover uh, mixtape version. Of that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> God, that's right. Um, and they had another song too, Infinity Guitars. That was the other one. Mm. Anyway, um, yeah, they didn't have three albums or anything. <laughs> no, the the two songs that uh, like people like, they were big and cool. Think and about nice. yeah, heck yeah, um, heck or remember yeah. it all. Uh, yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking of the band uh, <laughs> Sleigh Bells, we watched "It's a Wonderful Life." It is the mm. Frank Capra uh, cult classic, as we discussed before mm. we recorded. Uh, we can get into that in a bit, but uh, starring Jimmy Stewart. Uh, a, a warm-hearted family f- uh, film, uh, a dramatic fantasy yeah, <laughs> epic. Uh, it is listed on, on, if you Google this film, it tells you that it's two hours and 15 minutes long, and it tells you it's a drama slash fantasy. Yeah. yeah. So take, yeah. take that. Uh, it's, it's the kind of movie that people have been watching every Christmas since, uh, well, for the last 50 years. Since uh, 1946. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was a, it was critically panned on its release, did not make back much money. It became sort of a forgotten element of Frank Capra's oeuvre. 
And then local TV stations, when the holidays would come around and they didn't have new programming because they gave their regular people the, you know, the holiday off, they needed something to fill the airtime with. So they would buy movies for cheap that were Christmas related that they could that they could circulate and just play over and over again. And It's a Wonderful Life became a staple of that uh, that phenomenon. And people ended up enjoying it more watching it on TV than they had when they saw it in the theaters. And as such, a classic became a classic can you engineer a classic like is this proof that you can just kind of show people something i mean i don't know and then it i mean it's not a bad movie of course by any means but like a lot of movies are as good as it's a wonderful life although you know what i was about to say no and then it occurred to me that that's probably exactly what they did with a christmas story Mm. right that's probably exactly i've watched that and it's not that good no, but, it's fine. But people love it because it's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. That is TBS separate, doing is like it, the twenty-four hours of yeah, a yeah, Christmas yeah, story. Exactly. Yeah, that kind of right? feels like uh, like uh, they tried really yeah. hard to make that a thing, which I huh. get because you want to like you want, you want to establish a canon. You want to say yeah. this is Christmas. You yep. will watch this, and everybody will watch the same thing, and we'll all like it, even if it's not the best thing. We will all watch the same thing. But it seems like you can kind of just like decide what the canon is and. Maybe that's a real problem. <laughs> but It's a Wonderful Life was the first uh, real example of a film getting a critical reanalysis after it yeah. syndicated to TV. It's cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's kind of fascinating. Um, and, and uh, you know, you don't need me to tell you what happens in this movie because I didn't know what happened in this movie very well because mm. I have seen it now for the first time this evening with you two boys. This is at the age of... I am 30. I'm <laughs> Redacted. At the age of 30, I have seen It's a Wonderful Life for the first time ever. And it's a Christmas. <laughs> That's uh, a Christmas to me, TM. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, do you guys have anything you would like to add before we get started into our context about It's a Wonderful Life? Ho, 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 man. That's it. <laughs> that's all I got. Oh, man, that's yeah. ho, ho, ho. Just three hoes, all baby. The way, man. I think one thing I'll say is I think the reason why this is probably my favorite, well, it is my favorite Christmas movie because it also is about more than just being a Christmas movie. Mm. Like it's actually like has, uh, I, I think, an uh, important thing to say that it's good all year round yeah <laughs> yeah well it has um, a lot of like economic things to say and right i mean and political things to say yeah like that are very relevant yeah it's it's a uh, surprise every time i watch it it's, it's surprisingly a political movie yeah, um, yeah. people don't give enough credit for that sometimes and I yeah it. it's like yeah. a it's like a very warm huggy twilight zone episode i was actually thinking it had oh, a very yeah. twilight zone energy when the angels showed up yeah, <laughs> yeah it really does turn <laughs> it, it turns into a that, different that thing. guy in the house or that in the, the guy in the building who like when they were when he was explaining how <laughs> yeah. he was an angel and the guy just like <laughs> scarily looking through the window <laughs> as he walks out and just staring as he walks by that, that was a very the, twilight zone reaction <laughs> that's the actor of the year right there man that was i wish <laughs> that, that character had it. i hope that character has a name I, we don't know mm-hmm. it though but it yeah. was beautiful is what it was yeah, yeah. i think uh, let's you guys Let's ring in the context, huh? <laughs> ding, uh, ding. Huh? Give some angels their wings and ring these bells. <laughs> Is something funny, David? I was just laughing because this the... movie's so funny. Good. Pick a director with a distinct style and imagine this movie if they'd made it. Mm. Okay. The hardest context yeah. because we have to pick a director with a distinct style and imagine this movie if we made it. That means we have to think of a director. That's Always the a real challenge. challenge. I don't know any of them. You, we don't know that many except <laughs> for the ones that we do. Well, yeah. And we get to imagine what would it be like if they made it. So let's all take a second and think of somebody. I have mine. Okay. Bon, you got you got one in mind? Yeah. I have I have clasped it. Okay. In my hand. All right. You guys ready? We're going to do the thing we always do. It never works, but I'm very excited (laughs) about it every time. (laughs) All right. On the count, three, two, one, go. Then we say the names. Or just three, two, one, then say the names. Okay. All right, guys. You ready? I'm ready. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Three, two, one. Barsam Singh. Mel Brooks. Whoa. Okay. Did you say Jonah Hill? I said Bong Joon-ho. Jonah Hill. (laughs) Jonah Hill. Same thing. And then you said, uh, I was thinking you said, uh, 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 Tarsim Singh. Mm-hmm. That, that's a very interesting yeah. choice. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That, talk about a director with a distinct style. That's, that's the thing. That's his, is. that's his thing. What would a Tarsim Singh version of It's a Wonderful Life look like? I'll tell you. I think it actually would be very similar to the movie The Fall. Okay. Uh, 
in which, of course, a, well, a, not very similar is probably the wrong word or the wrong <laughs> phrase. But I think it would be very much along the, the same psychedelic lines. I think a lot more of it would be, you have never been born. I think there right. would be uh, so more of the angel stuff. Definitely more of the angel stuff, and I think even the, the angel scenes would be incredibly surreal. Yeah, like we'd get them instead of seeing a uh, which, like you know what, you're working with what you got, and you've got a, a background of stars, and some of them light up. And honestly, that was a much cooler thing to do than having a bunch of old white guys with beards talking to each other. Yeah. Like, I'm more interested in watching some stars blink. That's actually cooler. <laughs> like, good job. Whoever. Yeah, it feels Capra, a lot more like, non-denominational, too. That's honestly, also true. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Which, you know, this movie's very white. But They always bring up God, but they don't bring up Jesus except for in the very oh. opening mm. of the oh, movie. Oh, interesting. I guess that's true. Joseph is there. Joseph which is Which is kind of weird, because, like, he's not even an angel... Honestly, the theology of this movie is confusing, but that's not yeah, the point. Right. And, and that actually makes it a stronger movie, mm-hmm. I think. Yes. But let's say. But I think comparing it to The Fall is a really good idea because that's a movie yeah. that has the sort of realistic element. And then the 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 mm-hmm. story on top of it is this sort of like surreal heightened mm-hmm. right. sort of Very thing. real problem. Yep. Man wants to kill himself, which is also true Actually, in the that's fall. true. Yeah. Uh, uh, and there is a way through storytelling to find a way to convince that man that life is worth living. Or at least that he should kill himself. Uh, yeah. And in this case, I think it would be a much more hopeful movie. But I think this both the the spiritual elements of this movie would be a lot more dynamic. I think Clarence would not just be a regular guy in a little bumbly nightgown. I think he would turn into kind of an intimidating figure. I think he might even be real weird looking and have like four legs or something. Like... Because Tarsum Singh loves his like strange creature design, kind of like oh, yeah. on, in the cell. Like it'd be a little bit like that, where angels would not. Colors be... in the costumes would be so fun. Oh yeah, good. yeah. The red for for <laughs> for folks who who aren't aware of Tarsum Singh, mm. he he is best known for for uh, the films The Fall, The Cell, starring Jennifer Lopez yep. and Vincent D'Onofrio, and yes. also Immortals, correct? Starring I don't even know. I yeah. saw it once and I do yeah. not remember it. <laughs> yeah, it's, mostly he's known for The Cell and The Fall. Like the to cell be and fair, fall. yeah, those are. Is two big ones yeah those are and those are the ones that i think i'm drawing from the most yeah in this interpretation and that would be the correct choice I yeah. Think. yeah yeah but but i think it's more of a real existential experience for the lead for george bailey it's not just what would life look like if it was exactly like it was but i'm not there and he's confused and it would be more like almost interstellar level existentialism like lots of weird effects and lots of like, what does it even mean to be alive? And is life all cool? practical too? Very yes, very practical. Like because he's he's going to design it in a real cool way, uh, you know. But otherwise, I think it's the same storyline. I don't think the storyline changes a whole lot. It's just a little bit more menacing. Yeah, and I I don't. I also feel like it's hard for me to picture in a small town. I feel like it might be like a col- colonialism story. I think that tracks, yeah. You know, you could tell it like, like Potter. It's you know, it's Hellenization in a way. You know, capitalism has its <laughs> has its things, but I think it's it, it'd be a little bit more interesting if it was told not in a white small town, but in a you know island of the Caribbean or something, mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know, which dramatically changes the feel of It's a Wonderful <laughs> Life. But I think that's something that Darsim Singh could do with it that would be cool, mm-hmm. and he could even reboot it. Who's to say? Who's to say? Who's to say? Uh, what's he know. up to? Who knows? I, honestly, that is a great question. Like, I, I what do is not he know the doing? answer to that question. Because I want to know. Anyway, I think it would be very pretty, and I think it would be very cool, and if Lee Pace wasn't in it, I would riot. Yeah. Just get him Just get him in more things. Get him. Yes. Get that guy. Bond, remind me again, who did you say? Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks, Mel Brooks okay. is great. <laughs> All right. Very I, different angle. We got we to talk it. about that. Yeah. I got to know. This is, this is it, 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 I, I don't have much to say about yeah. it. <laughs> uh, it. Basically the same movie, but with just like wall-to-wall bits. Oh, yeah. It's a lot yeah. of slapstick. Um, yes. 
they're probably also celebrating Hanukkah instead of Christmas. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, honestly, this the Melbrook's version of this would be better if this version still existed. Yeah, and he was like, "All right, fine, I'll do one, <laughs> but it'll be Hanukkah, and we're really goofy. it's a eh, life. Yeah, it's yeah. a eh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, the word eh. Eh. it's an okay life. Yeah, the moral is just like, nah, you do what you can." <laughs> Oh man, God! Yeah, uh, he would. Oh man, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, the 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 bit with wait, he, hang on. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking Mel Gibson this whole time. So here's oh. where my brain. Oh. Yeah. Oh. oh, so when I said they're celebrating Hanukkah, I was very oh, confused. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, not confused, <laughs> but like I was like, ooh, dang, spicy. Yeah. <laughs> the kids dream of sugar tits dancing. <laughs> 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 Okay, no, Mel Brooks wakes, makes way more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow, Mel Gibson directing. Yeah, it's a wonderful. Because I was also going to say he doesn't have that distinctive of a style, but no. like, like the Passion of the Christ and stuff. I was yeah. like, it could make sense. He he would sure. probably do this. You could call the alternate title for the Passion of the Christ could be It's a Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, no, it's a wonderful passion. Mel Brooks makes way more sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, he sure I, does. I think you play up like that gag where George Bailey enters the house and the guy leans back against the door and his hat leans back and then, yeah. you know, he offers his hand, he puts the water and that. It's like a weird, silent, physical gag. Yeah. There's way more of that. A lot more of that. Maybe some more sound effects. And yeah. The, like the Mary hiding in the bush scene is like maybe a, he keeps all of that. Like, <laughs> that's just Mel Brooks. He, yeah. just, he just loves that shit. So yeah, I think yeah, that because be Mel fun. Brooks had one sort of distinct movie that had the sort of nostalgia factor uh, set in a similar time period as this, although maybe a little bit later and was genuinely sincere in a way that a lot of his other movies aren't, which is my favorite year uh, hmm. wherein um, is it Lawrence Olivier uh, plays like an Errol Flynn character. And it's based on his time writing for the Sid Caesar show when oh. uh, Errol Flynn came on and he was this alcoholic film actor who had never done any stage acting and they were going to have him doing live television bits and he oh. was like freaking out and it was Mel Brooks's <laughs> job as like a young intern to basic and a writer to like coach him through it. Uh, it's now very you said, sweet. Now you said this happened during your favorite year. What year was that? <laughs> 1998 but i think the tone of that movie could, could carry over really easily into this or the rest of his career being way more silly also yeah. works very well with yeah. this yeah it really does uh, i think that that could be a lot of fun this movie's way sillier than i remember it yeah there's some good physical comedy yeah, yeah. there is it's, it's good yeah jimmy um, stewart's just delight just great so good he's so, so charming tall yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You like seen him? <laughs> He's so tall. Jimmy Stringbean Stewart. <laughs> He's got those elbows. He's That's what they always call him. Oh. But uh yeah. 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 The yeah, Brooks. Right. Yeah, yeah I'd watch Mel that for sure. Gibson. <laughs> I I I feel so bad about that. Like of the two people to mix up, that could be the worst. Yeah, that's that's up that's there. Yeah, that's rough. That's rough. That's really rough. Yeah. Uh okay Who do you, yeah okay yeah, so uh, you've got a you've got a character in your corner Bong Joon Ho mm, uh, most love, recently directed uh, Parasite which is in theaters currently uh, and also did uh, Snowpiercer okay. and the, the host, host Okja and Okja mm. and a few other things that I haven't seen Mother is the one that everyone Mother. talks about that I haven't seen not the Jennifer Lawrence one the other one yep. um, but. Uh, yeah, I think actually Parasite would probably be the closest mm-hmm. in terms of family dynamics to this movie and oh, like the economic yeah. problems because all of Bong Joon-ho's movies are basically about class systems and family dynamics and I think the the only things that would really change are the cast would probably be a little bit more ethnically diverse. Uh, in fact, mm-hmm. it might even be yeah. like set in, you know, in another country. And why not? Sure. Uh, exactly. And it would probably be moved to a more urban setting. So maybe it would be more neighborhood based mm. than like small town. Ah, yeah. Like a developer coming in and right. Cause get, a lot of his knock down buildings or something. You know? All of his movies have like, all the characters are very crowded and, and huh. like the cramped quarters in which yeah. they live are a very important part of his sort of visual metaphors and the way the characters interact with each other. 
and, true. and and that huh. sort of gives you the sense of the haves and have nots within his universe is how much space physically they have available to them mm-hmm. uh in, in all of his movies um that's yeah that's really true and so I think moving it to a more like condensed city or it would spend a lot more time as they reference the slums and, and Pottersfield a lot. They'd probably spend more time in that and it would be like even more of like a yeah. like a shanty town. Kind we of don't even very see that. Mm-hmm. Crowded. Yeah, we right? don't even like, technically see it. We don't even no. see it. We see the bar and we see a house that he moves some Italian immigrants into, I think. Yeah, like, that was nicer than, well, he moved them out of that one that was like a shack. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so yeah. that's the only time yeah. we saw Pottersville but, like, at all. Yeah, Pottersville has goats, I guess. It has yeah. goats. <laughs> It's got go- Did it's that got goat scoots. go into that new house? I mean, I don't know, but it got into the car. So yeah, it's true. I he hope could, so. he can go wherever. Get he out wants. of my shack. Get into my car. Got- go. Get out of my goat. <laughs> uh, otherwise, it wouldn't have to change too much. No, you no. could honestly keep it pretty much the same. I don't know if maybe I don't know how he would play with the angel thing because like he's mm. done supernatural stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the host is a monster movie. Snowpiercer is like a sci-fi movie, but they're all kind of grounded in reality. Yeah. I don't think he's ever done anything that's like metaphysically yeah. supernatural. I think Tilda Swinton would be Clarence. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would fucking love that. Yeah. But she'd have to play kind of stupid, which would be fun actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do think she actually kind of loves yeah. that. Yeah. Like when she gets to be a little weird. Yeah. She's, she's kind of like she's that in Snowpiercer where yeah. she's like really intense, but she's also kind of like, like she's a little, a little dim. Bit. She's yeah. kind of, yeah. she's yeah. just kind of in just like yep. very yelly. Yeah. 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 She's not really in charge of any of the machinations. She's just in charge of like carrying them out. Right. <laughs> which could mm-hmm. be a fun character to And in Oakshire, she basically gets to play onto. both ways where she gets to play because she's playing two characters, one of whom is a lot dumber than the other true, one. True. True. Um, so that, that could be very fun. Tilda. Oh, yeah. He would definitely use her for that. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what that I think would look like. I'd yeah. watch these, it. These would be three. I would watch all three of these yeah. films. Yeah, because they just take elements of It's a Wonderful Life as is and like zoom in on them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, what about this? Oh, or this. That's fun. Well, it's like the subject of so many bottle episodes of television. Like, there's yeah. so many yeah. TV series who have a It's a Wonderful Life episode where it's you get to see yeah. what happens if you've never been born. Yeah. Right. Every, it's every kid on every sitcom for yep. like oh my god so many years of the 90s like we should have never been born well <laughs> and then clarence comes <laughs> in <laughs> well uh yeah because it's kind of a compact story too i mean it's the kind of thing that's very intimate it's just like a small town it's a small family of people uh it, it can be sort of grafted on to all sorts of different mm-hmm. styles uh i think yep. fairly easily yeah so it's, yeah it's it, it shares that with the christmas carol yes absolutely yeah. what if you died <laughs> Oh yeah, did we like, do the distinctive directors thing for a Christmas Carol? I, I think, think we did. did. I think we did. Maybe. I know we. I know we got yes, the we uh, Peter Jackson. In. Yep, <laughs> yes. we did get that. There's <laughs> one for each ghost, of course. Yeah. For each ghost. Uh, yeah. yeah. You guys want to move on to we another context? Yeah, one for each Let's suicide. Jiggle <laughs> uh, <laughs> them bells. Ow. Prequel or sequel? What would a movie before or a movie after this movie be about? Revenge on Potter. <laughs> no, honestly. No, seriously. A sequel has to be that. Yeah. A sequel would have to be about Potter. Oh, boy. <laughs> How would you keep the tone of this movie? Well, because the, the, <laughs> okay, that, that, yeah. the, the thing that I would struggle with, actually, uh, as much as I'd love to see Potter suffer, uh, is part of what I think makes this movie work so well, uh, is that Potter doesn't see any consequence whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. And in terms of makes it work so well, like just be like feeling like real <laughs> and like dire yeah. and like yeah. the idea that like, oh, no, it is really good to have good friends and like have people in your corner because people like this don't they're not going to they're not going to get you back. Yeah. Nope. This is this is terrible. But if they made a sequel to this, it would have probably been made sometime in the 1950s and it. I like to imagine that whereas it's a wonderful life, I don't like to imagine this, but I, I, I think I it's it's a wonderful life being sort of about uh, 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 the common man being able to come together and and communities being able to sort of save each other <laughs> and uh, against the sort of like big corporatist Despite overlord. The greed. The sequel, <laughs> if it were made in the fifties, would almost certainly be Potter is gone, and now the town is like. Worker owned. It's like a collective, mm. uh-huh. uh, and it's it would be all about how that creates other problems, <laughs> oh, and it would shit. sort of be like, 
or like maybe Potter is the one who gets visited by an angel <gasps> and what? like has to yeah and has to uh, navigate that for some reason like come it up just with some becomes other like it, it's a sequel that follows Potter and it's literally just a Christmas Carol <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it would basically just be a Christmas Carol <laughs> that like, you know what work. now that you th- now that you say it. This is basically like if a Christmas Carol was about Bob Cratchit. Yeah, yeah, kinda, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you know Bob Cratchit goes home that night and is like, "I hate this. Yeah, I hate this house. I hate you, Tiny Tim." Yeah, I mean he doesn't. We know that because we see what happens. Would right. you stop stumping around the yeah. house, Tiny Tim? <laughs> I can't carry you everywhere, Tiny Tim. <laughs> Jeez, woof. Oh, <laughs> man, this movie being about Bob Cratchit actually just makes a Christmas Carol more sad. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. Yeah, it's it's oh. it's merciful that we don't spend that much time with Bob Cratchit. Yeah, that's Carol. yeah. Although yeah. when we do in most versions, the family is just so happy. Even though honestly, it's so similar because yeah. the family's like they're getting shit on by a rich white man who could not, <laughs> who could not <laughs> shit on not them. Do that, yeah. But, but he do is, they have to work with him? But they have to work with him. Yeah, because he's the only thing. He's Potter. He's yep. the only thing they've got. It literally it's is. It's horrible. It's basically yeah. just wow. like this movie is basically if it were Bob okay. Cratchit getting mm-hmm. visited yep. by by a spirit. So then It's a Wonderful Life too is just a Christmas carol. I love that. Yeah. It's okay, but now let's teach Potter how to be better. Because everybody else, everybody else has proven that they, despite Potter's control, which he still has, it's not like that problem goes away. They can band together and make it work. Oh but God. they're still trapped under his rule. Yeah. They need... They need something. Because the real life story of this is Potter becomes fucking president. Yep. Well, yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Christian, you had an idea. I felt it. <laughs> I you were doing suddenly, one. not only would a sequel to this movie be A Christmas Carol, the sequel to this movie is A Christmas Carol. A Christmas Carol is what happens after It's a Wonderful Life. That's why Bob Cratchit and his family are so happy despite their terrible circumstances. Scrooge is still a miserable dick at the start of the movie, just like Potter is still a miserable dick at the end of It's a Wonderful True. Life. And then it's Potter's turn, or Scrooge's turn, to sort of learn the error of his ways through a series of adventures and it takes wow. three spirits with him because like one spirit's not yeah. gonna be enough he's yeah. he's too much of an asshole he needs <laughs> he needs three spirits minimum to get through to that motherfucker and it, and the third spirit like really lingers on like maybe we do just let this guy die yeah, yeah. it's like could be cool <laughs> could be <laughs> neat world might be better right yeah <laughs> let me show you the world if you'd never been born actually <laughs> we're just gonna keep we're gonna keep this <laughs> we're, just, we're just gonna hold on to this for a bit um yeah I I like that. I put it to you yeah. that a Christmas Carol is literally it just is. Yeah. the sequel to It's a Wonderful Life. Here's one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's an, another sequel because I think sequel's the right way to go. Prequel's hard. Maybe there's some meat on those bones, but it kind of is its own prequel. Mm-hmm. It's hard to like. It starts when he's like a like a yeah. kid. Like, it's a, like, pre- hard to... a prequel starts where Potter <laughs> actually got the richest man in town out of there because he was being unfair to the local people. <laughs> oh my god! And started building it's homes for all the people around him. Oh no! And then oh, those became the prequel. slums. I and hate then, it. Yeah. Oh no. It. Yeah, well, it's too much like real life. Yeah. No, let's not do that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's do this one. So this one is <laughs> where. Okay, the people of, I almost wanted to call it Pottersville. What's it actually called? Uh, Bedford Falls. Bedford Falls. The people of Bedford Falls have read A Christmas Carol and maybe seen A Christmas Carol. And they know they need to teach Potter a lesson. I I know where you're going with this. I'm very excited. It's a Wonderful Life too. is the whole town coming (laughs) together and convincing (laughs) Potter that he is being Christmas caroled. (laughs) George gave him the idea because he had that experience with Clarence. And he's like, like, all right, everybody, this changed me. Maybe we can get him. And someone else is like, maybe it's Clarence because he loves to read. He He read Tom Tom Cruise. He read Mark (laughs) Twain. Tom Cruise. How did I think Mark Twain is Tom Cruise? Mel Brooks is Mel Gibson. Tom Cruise is Mark Twain. <laughs> we have decided. So Pretty here, folks. So the town comes together. <laughs> Sorry and, to all involved. And they in, engage this huge long con. It's like now you see me three. It's it's amazing. <sighs> it's just elaborate, and everybody dresses up in costumes, and they all pretend they can't see him. You know, they they go all, the whole nine yards. They bury him at the end, and everything. And then they're like, "Oh yeah, we just killed him." <laughs> Sweet. And they <laughs> just walk just away. Yeah, they just him. Somebody no, just they, like pats down the dirt a little bit. Of course, they teach him a lesson because they scare him straight, and he stops being so gay. <laughs> and <laughs> they scared him straight. And, you know, I had, had yeah, to finish yeah, the thought. Sure. Uh, <laughs> sure, David. No, I'm glad they, you have that on the record. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I think oh, that I would be that. a really fun movie. That would be and so I think yeah. Mel Brooks also directs that yeah, movie. Yeah, seriously. Oh, that would absolutely. be incredible. Someone getting Christmas caroled? Oh, that's right up his they alley. Definitely, they definitely give him a heart attack. Yeah, yeah. maybe he... W- oh, my God. In a Mel Brooks version of that movie, they do kill him by accident at the end. And then they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, but then nice. the problem is... is fine. <laughs> the local police were in on it, so it's just like, okay, well, we're cool, right? But yeah. then it turns out that in his will, he leaves all of his fortune and stuff to someone who's like somehow even oh, worse yeah. and from like the next town over. And so they have to pretend that he's still alive and it becomes like Weekend at Bernie's oh where they're keeping God. Potter alive for as long as they Yeah, but that's can. the third movie. Yeah, yeah. right, right, right. In the trilogy. <laughs> The and the, it's a wonderful trilogy. It's a, it's a, wonderful, it's a wonderful weekend wonderful at Bernie's. <laughs> it's a wonderful Christmas Carol. It's a wonderful weekend at Bernie's. We got it all. Yeah. Yep. Oh I, I, I'm enjoying this trilogy. Yeah. 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 I've watched this trilogy. Yeah. I, lo- I fucking <laughs> love the idea of people tricking someone into a Christmas <laughs> Seriously? Carol situation. You just got Christmas Carol, fool. You got Carol, baby. <laughs> but it's not like in the movie Carol where Gwyneth or Gwyneth Paltrow. Wow. I can't. I don't know how people are tonight. My dude. <laughs> Kate Blanchett and Gwyneth Paltrow are interchangeable. No, no, no. How dare get How get dare out you? of your own home? <laughs> That's that is Stand disrespectful to I our know. queen. I know. She's the hella sweet goddess of death. <laughs> anyway, let's do another context. Yeah. If you pulled a Peter Jackson and split this into three movies, how would you do it? One for each ghost. One for- yeah. One for each Clarence. <laughs> One for each Clarence. I mean, this movie kind of does split itself into three movies. It kind of does. does. Yeah. Like we can we can do this one, but it can kind of be it's sort of the fast. George Bailey origin yeah. story. Yeah. And it's then... the it's the OG, and then it's the Merry Romance. Yeah. With yep. like the the economic strife, mm-hmm. and then the third one is the fall of man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. the third one is its own movie. Yeah. It barely even needs the setup. Like it yeah. benefits from it. Absolutely. Yeah. But you could do a five-minute intro to that third act. Yes. And it would be, you know, probably less effective. He helped this person, he helped this person, he helped this person. So when he meets them and he sees that they weren't helped, that's a big deal to him. That's a big deal to him. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 You could draw it out a little bit more. What you got? Alternately, maybe. The first movie is, is basically... The, f- the first chunk of this movie like we've seen it with some okay. like maybe Clarence watching in the background we have to keep updated with the angel thing because that's mm. got to be in there because we know that's coming oh shit then maybe the wait second that's fun like you show him in the background yeah that's like interesting he's just there it, like yeah. people are like who's this guy like he keeps showing up. There's all these fan theories on it's, Reddit yeah. about like well, who's the guy in the background of this movie. It's sort of like how most people, myself included, never notice that Jake Gyllenhaal is in several scenes of the latest Spider-Man movie before his <laughs> character is introduced. Oh, that's awesome! Just in the background, that's, tailing Peter. That's really awesome. I yeah, didn't know that. That's great. <laughs> I love that. Good job. Yeah, that's awesome. That is, that's yeah. So great. it'd be like that. I don't think you even get the God scene at the very beginning with the stars talking to each other. No, I think it's just this secret, this J.J. Abrams-esque mystery. Yeah, that that no one really understands until maybe even the third movie, but probably the second one. Yeah, maybe the end of the second one. Yeah. Well, here's what I wonder. I wonder if the second one would be the revelations, like him going through all the things that would happen if he wasn't around. Mm -hmm. Because then it's basically you watch, you're basically rewatching the first movie, but in a completely new light. It's like Back to Future Two. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. And then the third one is they he's go had to the this old West. <laughs> <laughs> the third I mean, one is he's had could. this grand revelation. He is willing to live again, but but he punches capitalism. The problems aren't mouth. over. <laughs> yeah, no, and so he gets to over. punch capitalism in the fucking mouth, <laughs> and we finally get to see movie. we get to see Potter's comeuppance. Yeah. You guys have all seen that SNL sketch, right? Oh Where yeah, it's great. They beat the shit out of out of Potter. <laughs> it was like the deleted no. ending to It's a Wonderful Life, no, where they finally like that give is what's missing and... though. Yeah. So I do think that this trilogy now, again, we've made it into a trilogy, but different from last time. Yeah, this one <laughs> very, is way very harder different. to actually sit through. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, because you know this movie is surprisingly well paced for being two and a half hours or mm-hmm. two fifteen, but it's a uh, it could it could do with some. Maybe like I don't know. The Clarence stuff is like uh, relatively so short. Yeah, it just seems. Yeah, it they seems can flesh snuck. out that mythology. They hint at. <laughs> yeah, they, they would have to get into that a lot. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Maybe the first movie has like parallel storylines of Clarence like going through all the sort of like <laughs> angel shit, trying to figure out his wing situation. Maybe they don't oh. intersect at all until the end yeah. of the first movie when Clarence goes down to Bedford Falls That's because very surreal. It starts the opening <laughs> of this movie 
is Clarence dying in a drunken accident 200 years prior. <laughs> yep, because that is, as as we just have decided, yes. uh, he definitely died because of alcohol. Yes. Because he wanted his, it so bad. His response to George Bailey saying, hey, uh, let's go get a drink or two or something, is just scratching his head and going, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> like, He was like, he de- that's definitely like, how he died. Yeah, like, <laughs> for sure he died that way. Like, boy, how do I tell him? <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to laugh, and he'll say something eventually. He's Jimmy Stewart. He can't be silent for too long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. That, that, that I good think opening. could be, the, I mean, that maybe, yeah, I think that would be a good way to set up uh a way to make this trilogy happen because you'd have to flesh things out and they they clearly have a mythology in mind for yep, these angels yep, yep. they've got classes and everything mm-hmm. uh but he- as much as i personally think they could have left that stuff out uh <laughs> if they if they had to stretch this to three three movies you know that stuff's Fill getting it fleshed out, out oh yeah more. oh yeah, yeah. midichlorians for angels oh, exactly oh, angel yeah. midichlorians <laughs> yeah clarence is supposed to bring balance yeah <laughs> So I, I actually join them. I think they were the chosen one. I do think that Clarence is in in a very good omens vein mm-hmm. becomes a more compelling character of his own. He's not really someone we are supposed to care about in It's a Wonderful Life. He's just kind of there and like, if anything, this watch he came off as a little selfish. Yeah. He was kind of like well, I'm not going to get my wings if you keep slacking off. Yeah. It's like, yeah. what, what, really, bud? But if we know the trouble he's gone through to try to get these wangs from this from this God that might even be depicted as someone we don't really like because Clarence is trying his best, maybe God is like Potter. I was just going to say, God, maybe God is his Potter. Yeah. Oh my maybe God. he's got his own Potter yes. and it's God. Oh my God. God yes. is the Potter and Clarence is the clay. It's wide open. <laughs> That's great. No, that I think it is. I think Potter plays God and Potter. I think it's the same actor. Nice. Same actor. But Absolutely, but he but his face isn't shown. Yeah, so it's just for the real, real hard <laughs> the real fans, the hard fans. Not well, hardcore, Clarence, really hard what fans. you got for me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you God! <laughs> oh, God no, you that's that's fun. Yeah, I like that. a That's lot. fun. Parallel storylines where Clarence is just as much of a pro tag as George. I Haley. legit just want to write a story just. <laughs> Aww. about Clarence yeah. dealing with his own Potter, who is God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's good. It you know who else compelling. I think I would like to see fleshed out? Mary, but mm. also Violet. Yeah. it seems like there's a lot yeah, going on with There's a lot going on with her. That yeah. is, like, she is clearly, she and George Bailey have a more complicated relationship than we see yep. on TV. No question. Because, yep. like, they flirt a little, and she's, like, got a crush on him. But why would he be lending her so much money they're like intimate friends. Yeah, yeah, and we don't see the foundation for that at all. Well, and it seems like her life is very complicated. Yeah. It seems it seems like she's kind she's of always on edge about to something. New York for some to make it. Maybe yeah. like in the biz, yeah. it's hard to know. And and she immediately really it just randomly decides not to go. Yeah, she's, she's like, I changed my sad. mind. Here's my money. Um, yeah, yeah, well, no, it's better. Yeah, it's because she gets to it's stay better. in Bedford Falls, the, yeah. which is the dream of all people. The dream <laughs> of all. Especially George. I did feel like that was that actually is another character. <laughs> to, Bedford you, Falls. Bedford Falls it's is really a, a character, character in this movie. <laughs> it has a sense of humor. <laughs> I would say that I I did think that Bedford Falls gets a little bit of a redemptive moment, but a lot of in George Bailey, but others mm-hmm. kind of shit on it. Yeah, like yeah. it's kind of like oh, the dream is to get out of here. The dream is not to stay here and make it better. And the you know the ending scene is the community coming together to make it better in mm-hmm. a way. But I'd like to see that named a little more. I'd mm-hmm. like to see people and like flash forward even 10 years to be like, now we love Bedford Falls. Now I still don't have this like lingering feeling in my mind that I need to get out of here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make this place cool. That's a, that's a real problem with small towns in America. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe the third movie is all about <laughs> the plastics factory <laughs> is polluting the town's water supply, <laughs> and he has to go. Take it's like down Aaron Brockovich. Sam Wayne, right? They're like, who invited this here? George yeah. Bailey. Uh, George Bailey. <laughs> he thought it would be a great idea. Oh yeah. Hmm. Anyway, no, I I, uh, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. I I think Peter Jackson could do wonders with this with this Ooh. movie. I I I'm full of wonder for that idea. It's <laughs> it's a full of wonder life. Mm. Hey, you guys want to do another oh, context? Oh, I see. Okay, hold on. I really didn't know what you were going for, but I like it now. 
Hey, let's talk about race. <laughs> Not much to say. The housekeeper. <laughs> yeah. Not a good look. Nope. And then the piano player the in bar. Pottersville. Fake. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't fake. Yeah, no, he was fake. very real. He was very real. Um, so real. Yeah. The realist energy. But so we're implying, I think, based on the this stuff with the sort of Italian families and, mm, and, yeah, and those people that we see mm-hmm, in Pottersville. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, no. Oh, no, it's right. Is them showing up more in Pottersville sort of a commentary on like... Ugh. Like an antebellum thing? Yeah, like like Potter takes over and these people move in. Oh, oh, oh. You're saying that the the filmmakers yes. are saying, oh, look at the presence of these. Honestly, I actually think you're right. Because the the main strip turns into bars. It's all ill repute. Mm-hmm, ill repute. Everything is bad now. Look, it's a party town now because these people and not because these people are here but they are right. they are like that black piano player i think is so su- maybe supposed to be seen the same in the same alarmist light as the, all those las vegas neons right that's scary Ugh. yeah yucko i don't like that it's at kind all. of fucked up for me because when he was running through hey. the town square i was like oh it's a thriving business community. i know <laughs> right yeah. i was like oh this actually seems cool this seems like i'd, I'd hang out down like here. a do teetotaler a, made this movie do a great <laughs> the bar crawl over here yeah 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 uh-oh hmm. yeah hmm. So that could be a thing hey it's a wonderful life why'd you do that hey why if they if they did do that we're making some we're jumping no, no, up some you're right you're right you're right you're right you're right you're right but it's, it's impossible yeah. to know exactly the That's context especially yeah, watching it now, but it's also very possible it is the case, which is unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it's it, it's not like we can say that movies from this time period were particularly <laughs> great on race. No, <laughs> uh, in any context, I would say the the only thing I think this movie is good on race in a way is that Potter is racist mm-hmm. to the Italian family. Yeah. He's like the garlic eaters. Like it's mean to him. He's like, why? Why'd you give him a house? You're stupid for doing that. Yeah. And our protagonist, who is a good person and is being charitable in a way that the film sees as good, is like, no, these people rule. This goat's awesome. <laughs> like all these people deserve <laughs> a cool ass house. And I'm gonna give it to him. Yeah. Like that's a that's a very for today message. Sure. In I mean, the that, Italian family has a goat in their house so that just climbs into the car. Absolutely. But But the action of the characters. Yeah, they they like it. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you you can say, you could probably nitpick some of the stereotypes of that scene. And the, but, but, you know, I wonder if maybe because when he goes to Nick's and it's much more aggressive and confrontational, Mm -hmm. I wonder if maybe there is a commentary there because Potter, who is a racist, has taken over the town, the ethnic minorities who live there are more aggressive more on edge because they feel more sure. uh, under attack yeah, than they were when J- George Bailey was around who was giving loans to everybody was yeah. trying to make everyone happy and, and live well yeah, um, they always on guard of somebody trying to pull one over on them all the time and yeah yeah, right. yeah. and so it makes yeah. it makes it much it makes them more um prone to quickly kicking people out of the bar to like mm-hmm. to really keeping an eye on on their customers and yeah, being a bit more antagonistic when people act up, right? You know, because they don't want any sort of issues there, huh? Because who knows? You might you might punch a cop, and then he might shoot at you as you're running yeah. away, which happens in, in this a crowd movie. of people. Yeah, people are literally diving out of the way. <laughs> yeah, like, that's <laughs> that's not okay. Hey, cop. Hey, hey cop. Is that Ernie or Bert? That was Bert. Bert. Yeah, take away that man's gun. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. That universe died. That's true. That bird. That's, that's that true. bird was murdered. Yeah, they were snapped out of existence. <laughs> <laughs> the, it's Clarence okay. is just Thanos at this point. So, so it's it's Avengers Endgame, except when Thanos snaps, it's Avengers Endgame life. He just eliminates all of the old, yeah, universes that Clarence created. <laughs> that was why Clarence really came down to earth was to create a bunch of dummy people for Thanos to accidentally snap out of existence, satisfying Thanos's 
dire urge to, to his murder bloodlust. his bloodlust yeah. he just what, wanted to eliminate some folks what if what if like a split second before he snaps someone came in and created a, a double the number of people yep. Yep. in the universe and then thanos snapped and it brought it back down to the number it already was and everything was fine everybody just is like see we good is yeah even are we, are we, are we done oh man yes it's it, this his nemesis is Nemesis. Nemesis. His nemesis is named Sonath, and uh, <laughs> and he and he pops into existence, and right as Thanos snaps, Sonath snaps, and it's just like this war of snapping until you know yeah. maybe infinity, maybe oh, they come. Oh, that's and then, com, oh, that's, know, and then the real West Side Story is about. Then the real infinity horror, war. The real horror kicks in when the people that are left can't tell if they were an original or yes. one of the duplicates Ooh. that was made last minute. And they're all Hugh Jackman and they all shoot each other. Yes. The end. Next context. Sweet. <laughs> the Prestige. <laughs> you don't want to work it out. One for each Prestige. All right, let's do one more. Okay. Yes. Unreliable narrator. Unreliable narrator. This, this, this. Now, as this, a reminder, this, the difference this. between an unreliable narrator and one where someone's imagining the whole thing is an unreliable narrator. An unreliable narrator is telling us a story of something that happened, but maybe didn't happen the way that we are presenting, and it's being told after the fact. Whereas it's with someone imagining it, it's kind of like it's happening now, and we're watching it as it pursues. This is like a retrospective unreliable narrator. So we have to figure out who's telling this story and about what are they unreliable. I'll tell you. Yeah. Clarence mm-hmm. is telling this story. Oh yeah. To God. <laughs> after after uh after George Bailey after, threw himself into a river. Yeah. <laughs> after knocking down a few. <laughs> yep. Clarence failed. Yeah. Yeah. Clarence yeah. failed, but he's like, God doesn't need to know. <laughs> it's not all knowing, God's right? not like uh, he doesn't see like every he's like somniscient, but not omniscient. <laughs> Somniscient. He's somniscient. He's most nishant. Yeah, he's most nishant. Yeah, but he can't be watching all the security cameras at once. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, I, I actually thought that mid movie, like he would be a really good unreliable narrator or like person that's imagining the whole thing because it is kind of, it's his mission. He's almost his success is almost more important than like George Bailey. Mm-hmm. to clarence like okay it's weird okay wait, wait. i like this idea here's yeah, yeah, yeah. here's here's a twist on it okay twist me. clarence is lying about this story to god yeah. but he knows god's gonna check he knows okay. god's gonna be like but mm-hmm. i i can see george bailey right there and he's dead so this is the weekend at bernie's part that comes into play uh weekend at george similar <laughs> while he was down there oh my god george jumped just before he got there and he's like shh it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, using his universe-changing powers, yeah, which he has, mm-hmm. he takes that guy who's in the building next to the bridge who gets oh really God. freaked out when he finds out he's an angel, uh-huh. and swaps lives with that no. guy and the and the real George Bailey. And now that guy's George Bailey, so that when God oh. checks, George Bailey's alive and well. Oh. It's just that he is a different person entirely. Oh. Yeah, but he has all of George Bailey's memories, and, and and so so maybe God just thinks like. Oh, I probably forgot what he looks like. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, he looks a little different, but like maybe that's just because he's healthier now. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, just some guy that worked next to a bridge died? I don't care. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. God don't give no <laughs> shits. That, that man was never named. Yeah. And had, a great, a, had a great face. Yeah. It's yeah, a lot like, uh, face, yeah. help me out here. Uh, I, I, I do not know how. Help me out here. Uh, the, our friend... All right, your friend and mine who plays Looking Glass in Watchmen. Oh, uh, yeah, he did have a very, uh, oh, yeah, no. like a mix between him and the dude. Tim that, Blake Nelson. Yeah. Thank you, Tim Mi- Blake Nelson. Mix between Tim Blake Nelson and the guy that plays opposite Charlie Day in Pacific Rim. I can't remember his name. Oh, oh Charlie Perlman? Hunnam? Yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> no, not, no, no, no. Ron Perlman. Oh, no. opposite Charlie Day. Because yeah. Gor- well, they also work what, opposite each other a bunch. Yeah, there's, a, there's a scene in that. Borg yeah. Gorman or something like that? I can't remember, but yeah, something like that guy's name. But yeah, I know you're talking about. He's got that kind of bug-eyed look. Yeah. He's, he's good. Mm-hmm. A great character face, though. He's really got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that guy. That guy becomes George Bailey. <laughs> Clarence fixes everything, and yeah. it's no big deal. I do think it being more of a, like, almost, it, like, weekend at Bernie's-ish thing where Clarence <laughs> yeah. is, like, showing God this whole thing, and God is like, oh, so what's... So explain this, and Clarence is like, "Well, uh, you see," yeah, <laughs> and yeah. just tries to kind of like hand wave all of it away. That sounds really fun, but like this poor guy is being sent to prison as he's like, "Oh yeah, showing God all this stuff." 
So he didn't kill himself. He is going to jail. Yeah, the, <laughs> the movie doesn't end with them bailing him out. It's like, no, he just goes to jail. <laughs> Nobody comes to his defense. <laughs> the the really sad version of this is the unreliable narrator is George Bailey, Uh-oh. and he's explaining he's explaining away the actual money laundering and extortion that he did when oh. he embezzled eight thousand dollars and got caught. <laughs> but now shit. he's like. No, it turns out oh. the money was just lost. And now the town, I've convinced the town to give me this money yeah. as a way to save the business. Because That's so we're good. All friends. That's so good. The last shot in the movie is just him in a courtroom. <laughs> and he's like, and then yeah. this guy came and this in. This angel showed up. Yep. Oh, my God. That's really good. The whole thing is a fabrication. Fabrication. By you George have been Bailey. misled by a fabrication. <laughs> it could be George Bailey, but. Yeah. He's unreliable in the sense of what happened to him after he tried to kill himself on the bridge. Mm. Right. What if he did and he just like chickened out and then he was like, I can't just go back there. Or is it like his memoirs and he's like, he's like, this is what my life was. And then it like. It, it, he <laughs> makes himself look like the like a complete saint, right? Because that's the thing. It's a, it's a little suspicious that you take one George Bailey out, and the and it's so much is so different. Yeah. Yeah. it's like a little bit like self made. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a suspicious. Li- it's a little suspicious. Yeah, life. It's, a, <laughs> it's a mostly wonderful. It's but a I'm wondering about life. this life. <laughs> yeah, it's a wondering life. <laughs> Colombo comes in. It's uh, one more uh, question about one, this life. One more life. <laughs> one more life. <laughs> Colombo playing Mario. Uh, one more uh, life. One more life. Inserting more coins into the Columbo arcade playing machine. Mario. That's my character. It's <laughs> yeah. your Halloween costume. Next yeah. Year. You figure oh, out. Is that part I'm of your Columbo SNL audition? <laughs> it sure is. is uh, Colombo playing Super Mario. God, they there is nothing less stimulating than that, like pitched. It's like, here, let me do my Columbo playing Mario character <laughs> for you. You're gonna love it. <laughs> no one gets a second call after that. No. That's so bad. <sighs> okay, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Hmm. Oh. 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 This uh, one's dark. Oh. Mm. This one's dark. Uh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It is full of terrors as well. Oh boy. The scene. The scene that actually. I think might be the best scene in this movie from like a composition and emotional impact perspective is after George finds out that the money is missing, he goes home and he tries Mm -hmm. and he can't do it and he's too mad, but he makes some bad choices with his anger and his family looks fucking terrified. Like that's, that is some well filmed stuff. Yeah. Cause like them all just standing there looking at him after he knocked all that stuff over is like, Oh shit. Ooh, this got real. And then he leaves, which is good. The rest of the movie from there is Mary's justification for why she should stay with him. But like every time he like has another fit and like becomes maybe abusive, she's like, well, he went out and then he came back and he like, maybe, maybe George Bailey is like bipolar. And she's like, well, maybe another angel will come or something like it's, it's her trying to say, it's maybe wishful thinking, if nothing. Yeah, else. Like, like she's she's thought up the whole angel thing. Yeah, yeah. He came back and he was around. fine, and and he's like, and then she can just say, oh, he's different now, mm-hmm. and then oh, it will yeah. happen again, and he'll leave. She's and basically lying like, to herself. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, which yeah. people do all the time. Yeah. Especially so women do all the time. I mean, kind of. He becomes Potter. Yeah, that's how he becomes Potter for the second movie. <laughs> yeah, for the sequel. In, yeah. in that yeah, you version, either die a hero. Or you, or you live long enough to see yourself become a potter. Become yes. Potter. So I was, yeah. So I was hoping it would end. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's a, it's a scary self delusion, which mm-hmm. is less fun mm-hmm. than Clarence lying to God through a series of fun little japes, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's an option. Yeah. What was the, the daughter who was sick? Was that Zuzu? Zuzu. Zuzu. The flower. Uh, what if it's Zuzu? Yeah. And it's because Zuzu had a, had a bad fever. And it turns out the fever <laughs> was worse than it's she remembered. So As an adult, she's remembering her childhood. Yeah. And be- the fever kind of fucked with her. She was sick for like a whole winter. You know, she was bedridden. Yeah. She was having a top. She was in and out. Fever dreams. The whole bit. What she remembers as people from the town coming in and dumping money on her mom and dad and her siblings <laughs> and every the whole town coming together and great. The town did come together. They dumped money on them. It was a celebration. What it was, though, George is a loan shark. No, uh, no, 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 no. 
it wasn't it wasn't a Christmas party at this point. It was a wedding. George did kill himself. Oh. And Mary remarried a couple months later because like, oh. somebody else came along and, and like, the money saved Sam the came pe- family. Yeah. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yep. Maybe she married Sam. Maybe she married Sam. And this kid, <laughs> this kid barely remembers what her mm. dad looked like after the fever, kind of oh. ate away some of her memories. So she, she just takes her memories of whoever her oh. new dad is and makes it so that he was always <gasps> oh her dad. Yeah. So Jimmy Stewart never that, looked like George Bailey. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. George Bailey looked like somebody completely right. different. And that, yes. that explains yeah. the change in character. Yeah. It's like my dad used to be mean, but now he's nice. Yeah. And it turns out he was always nice, except for this one time. Right. That had yeah, to have yeah. been the case, right? That, right, right, yeah. yeah. It had to be. Yeah. Had to be. Had to be. Had to be. Had to be. That's fun. Yeah. Is it? It could also no. be. But I like he, it. <laughs> here's, a, here's, a little, here's a little nugget, which really is a stretch. Oh, thank you for this nugget. You're welcome. It's a six piece. Mm, There's five more where that came from. <laughs> so, Bert and or Ernie... Mm-hmm. what if it's them trying to i don't know why they would be i don't know why they would be trying to explain it well, okay <laughs> like they because I, I can imagine them explaining it to each other maybe like they're the unreliable narrators because they're fucking muppets yeah they're <laughs> and they're muppets. telling us they're humans now wait wait yeah get the hell out of here <laughs> hold on a minute <laughs> you got muppets as cops bert actually does work though because okay, okay, tell me. Remember when that cop at the end tears up that warrant mm. for for George Bailey's <laughs> uh-huh. arrest just because everyone comes in with a bunch yeah. of money? Maybe that's Bert. Tear up this warrant, and a judge is like, "Why the fuck? Yeah, you can't like, just tear up a." Warrant. And he has to tell this whole story yep. about how George yep. is a saint mm-hmm. and he's everyone's right. best friend, <laughs> yep. and he was just having a really tough time, and he mm-hmm. genuinely lost the money, and it was a total accident. But now we have that money, and everything's fine. Yeah. yeah. Even angels were on his side, Your Honor. Yeah, God was on his side. What were we supposed to do? Yeah. Oh man! But it turns out he just like he just didn't want to arrest his friend. Yeah. <laughs> here's here's another one. The bridge post guy descri- <laughs> descri- describing to his supervisor why he abandoned his bridge post. <laughs> he concocts the whole story, everything from George Bailey's entire life, his yep. childhood, yep. his brother, the whole bit. <laughs> <laughs> just so that he can explain why he left work early one night. <laughs> Honestly, that's the best one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know why we even have this context anymore. It's just, it's got, <laughs> retire, it's retire, retire. Get it out of here. Oh, my God. Oh, any more thoughts on the unreliable narrators? I got nothing. That was my last yeah. straw, baby. No, no, there was no way to top it. Honestly, bridge guy. Mm. Bridge guy, the most unreliable narrator of all. (laughs) I never trusted him. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you guys, it's a wonderful podcast. We did a whole episode about It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for doing this with me. I want you both to know that I love you both very much, and I'm super glad we get to do this show. And, uh, you know, I'm just feeling very thankful for you guys. I'm thankful for you, too. This holiday season. I love you, too. Really glad we get to do this. This It's a lot of fun. Aw. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. It's a wonderful life. You yeah. brought us together again. Aww. Yeah. Now here's I hated 25, you guys before we watched It's a Wonderful Life, <laughs> and now I realize the errors of my ways. <laughs> so, um, let's see. It's time for some quick plugs. While you're doing that, Matthew, do you have anything you would like to plug? Uh, I am on Twitter at mbonbon. Puppet retweets, political retweets, some regular tweets. Uh, I. I don't know. Since we just did one last week, I hadn't really watched much more to pass on pop culture wise. Uh, but last week we did Magic for Humans. Magic for Humans was what I suggested last week. Very so uh, watch it again. Yeah, just go it, back. I've honestly, already rewatched the entire second seriously. Season. It's it's so rewatchable, which is crazy because it's it's magic, and you would think it's not that rewatchable, <laughs> but it's more it's but more it of is. a comedy. Oh, sure. show like street stand-up magic basically but god the magic itself is still it's, so it's, good it's still so good and it's just like i know this is all they say no camera tricks but there's just like certain there's just no way certain times are like at least like yeah. no camera tricks but probably plants but <laughs> something something uh, going sure. on where it's yeah just but it's it's just the way he presents it is just mm. so fun mm. And there's but, just uh, physical stunts that you're like even if it is a plant how the fuck did he do that yeah yeah what did we watch the other night uh, the other night, what did we watch? So we were watching something that we were kind of giggly through. Oh, and Heron Vice we revisited. Oh yeah, we were watching Heron Vice. God, that a lot movie of is a delight. 
It's, it's such a good movie. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix's maybe yeah. second I don't, I, best movie. Yeah. yeah, it's up there. It's up there. It's, yeah. it's gotta be. Yeah, it's my favorite performance of of his. His best is the master, but my favorite is oh, in yeah. advice. He's you sure you're just gonna you're gonna do ladder forty nine like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm gonna do ladder forty nine exactly like that. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's all up and about yeah, they love the sixty nine, but they have never tried the ladder forty nine. Mm. Was there a porn parody of that movie called Ladder Sixty Nine? And if not, who do we call? <laughs> Seriously. What happened to the previous forty eight? Oh, they all broke tragically. Mm. There are 48 more movies. <laughs> In tragic ladder accidents. Yeah. <laughs> so Every sad. time a ladder breaks, they just build a new one, and that's what the movie's about. The 49th <laughs> ladder ever made. Every time a ladder breaks, an angel gets his legs. <laughs> oh, hey, here's a, here's another one. I, you're getting two besides yeah. Inherent Vice. Yeah. Uh, I have been surprised at how much I've been enjoying the new Harley Quinn animated series. Uh, I thought I was going to hate that, because uh, mm-hmm. I don't trust DC with tone i've heard it's <laughs> i've heard it's pretty similar. it's 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 great it's kind of like a uh it's like a freakazoid was rated r basically is kind of the tone Ooh. they struck mm-hmm. and i enjoy that because i love freakazoid yeah yes it's a hard r but very, it's yeah. very silly to the point where like sometimes they cram swear words in there you're just like all right pump the brakes here we get it you can swear now <laughs> you can swear like, now. there's so like a moment of violence uh, every episode where i'm like Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but the voice cast they got is so goddamn good. So much fun. Yeah. Alan Tudyk yeah. is the Joker. And, and Clayface. Clayface. <laughs> uh, oh, which fun. is very fun. Plays Clayface as like a proper actor, like a stage actor. Oh, that's awesome. It's a very funny That's take. a good choice. It's it's Chris very Maloney good. as Jim Gordon is still my favorite so yeah, it's far. It's like unhinged. Oh, he's so <laughs> good. Jim Gordon that like looks like he hasn't slept in two weeks. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, man, it's it's fantastic. Uh, Tony Hale plays a weird character. Dr. Psycho, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Psycho. Lake Bell is Poison, Poison Ivy. Ivy. Yeah. Wow. J.B. Smoove plays her plant uh, buddy, roommate. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Aww. It's a great show. It's, yeah, it's, it sounds it's nice. Really a, it's a delight. Yeah, it's a, a very delight. fun show. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so if you have access to DC Universe or mm. whatever it's called. That's the one that it's on. That's yeah. the one that it's DCU. on. Yeah, until maybe HBO Max comes around or something. Uh-oh. Luck, somebody else will snap it. it up. Yeah. It's going to get it. Uh, David, do you have anything you would like to plug? Three things. Mm-hmm. The Hypotheticast, mm-hmm. which is a show about questions and answers. The Fable Forge, which is a show about monsters and friendship. And something into that socket over there. Electricity. Not my butt. <laughs> I don't want to drink. Not my butt. Okay. What about you, Christian? Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you for asking. Guys, my playlists are done. It's yeah. done. My best of we 2019 and best of the 2010s playlists are up on Spotify right now. Wow. Uh, I did a write-up of the 2010s one that is already live. I did a write-up on the mm-hmm. 2019 one that's going up this weekend. So oh, by cool. the time you're listening to this episode, it will be there for you to check yes. out. Uh, you don't have to read anything about it before going sure. on, going into it, but I do these track these playlists. There are 100 tracks. Well, the 2019 one's 100 tracks. The 2010s mm-hmm. one is 120, but it's in listening order, arranged from yeah. beginning to end. To As a person that uh, has read your write-ups, it, it's worth it. Yeah. Like, it's, it's worth it to actually... It made me appreciate the selections a lot more, because otherwise it's just kind of like me listening to some songs, and, and they sort of wash over me, but I don't really appreciate the curation, mm-hmm. so yeah. it's worth it. It uh, contextualizes. <gasps> Thank you. I, I know that, that word. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say this this year for the write-ups that I did, because I had to do two of them, I didn't do bra- write-ups for each of the individual mixes, because I break it down from the 100 yeah. tracks into like these little mini chunks mm-hmm. that you can go through if you're like, I've only got time for like, t- like eight songs or something. Something like here's eight in order, um, and I didn't do full write-ups for each little one like I did last year because sure. it was just yeah. like it was a, a lot too much. That's a lot. Um, but the preamble's a little longer. Anyway, mm. so those are up on uh, Spotify. If you look me up, uh, use my username Audio Suede. That's A U D I O S U E D E, like the leather. Um, and, uh, and, and check those out. I, I would really appreciate, uh, any feedback you might have or just, you know, enjoy it. It's, it's, it's music and I put it together in an order for you to listen to. That's how that goes. It's music. Yeah. It's music. You, you listen to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, otherwise, uh, nothing, nothing huge, nothing huge. It's, Hey, 
It's the holidays, baby. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Well, <laughs> this is our last new episode for the year. Uh, we'll be back, uh, I think, first week of January with... Uh, is that how that time's out? Yeah. yeah. Should be January 1st. Oh, yeah. It'll be January 1st. We will be back on New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, <laughs> with a... Uh, <laughs> new, year, new Year's... Hey! Hey! New Year's... Hey! <laughs> <laughs> what was that guy's line again? It was something like uh, like uh, George insulted. Oh, yeah. Why don't uh, you stop annoying people? He's like, oh, I'm sorry. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> he really doesn't get it for a good two seconds. <laughs> what a hero. So good. Yeah. And then he has the whole pool thing. Uh, yeah. I don't know. What a, It's hard to know. He's a complicated person. Complicated person, very like an anti-hero, kind of like a Joker figure. Yeah, yeah, he's the <laughs> villain we all deserve. Yeah, maybe. Um, but uh, we'll be back then with uh, either a best of or our year in review episode, which we'll talk a bit more about when it happens. Yeah. But uh, in the meantime, uh, one question left. The last time we're asking it for the year 2019, mm-hmm. David, do you have any final thoughts you'd like to leave us with? The fantasy smells. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Contextual Deviance. You can find more information about us online at our website, contextualdeviance.wordpress.com. You can tweet at us at textdeviance. You can email us at contextualdeviance at gmail.com. Thanks to Minneapolis' own The Badman for the use of their song Gun Tonic off the album Ain't Clean. This has been Contextual Deviance. My name is Christian Hagen, and have a nice day. Have a nice day! <laughs>